ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Universal Lens. I am your co-host, John Emilio. Coming at you like a jackhammer. You're coming at me like a jackhammer? <laughs> I don't know if that sounded good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, John, I don't know if I should be we can't open the scared show. or... <laughs> we can't open the show with the uh, ladies and gentlemen. That no. is good for... I gotcha. That's good for... I like it. Who is the guy? I don't know. The guy with the circus? The Who's the guy? The Barnum main guy? and Bailey? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, who's the guy who runs... Barnum. No, no, I... Oh, the ringmaster. Ringmaster. <laughs> Barnum. As you know, I'm not... I'm good with words, but I forget them. Yeah. So I forgot that yeah, well, word. So we, you got to approach the mic like a ringmaster. Join the club. We forget. We all forget words. So let, let's start this over again. <clears throat> again? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play the role of the ringmaster. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, welcome to... The Universal Lens and now music and da, da, that da, sounds. Da. You know what that sounds like? Um, Medieval Knights or no? No, what was his name? Oh, Medieval my, Times. Oh my God, we're, we're like two old men. The, what was the 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 direct? He, oh my God, oh I can't think of Mel Brooks. Really? Um, Mel Brooks. Uh, what was the name of that? They just made the second version of it. They just, oh, uh, something of the world. Or? Yeah, and that's how they usually introduction. <laughs> you really? <laughs> yeah, it that very. It sounds like the sound of it's like the voice of God speaking down okay. to Moses. <laughs> okay, so uh, that voice that you heard, uh, I was trying to imitate Bruce Buffer. So you make me feel really stupid because I don't know any of these people you talk about. You know, the guy, the, he he became famous for introducing the oh, so the guy, the Mike Tyson fights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got, that's what you had to say. Mike Tyson right? fights. Please. Let's get ready to rumble in the red yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. Let's get ready. Weighing two hundred and five pounds. That, he made a career. Yeah, a bloody career doing that. Yeah, just saying. Let's get ready. Yeah. To ru- people try to find jobs every day of their lives. To do- I'm waiting for my lightning to strike. <laughs> this man made a career out of saying, "Let's get ready to rumble." I'm here suffering. People would pay him. I'm to here say suffering that. in the world of marble and granite, <laughs> and this guy goes, "Let's get ready to rumble," and he's like, "Okay, that's there you go. done, gazillionaire, <laughs> done." Yeah. Well, that's what the universe needed him to do, yeah. I guess. Universe, <laughs> yo, I be looking. Oh, uh, I be I be looking at you. Uh, What's up, uh, bro? We're gonna interrupt this quickly because I gotta tell you something. I I, I forgot to tell you uh, off the mic, but I'm gonna tell for you the last hour. It, yes, for the last hour. You know we can go for days. Right? We can go for days. Uh, Scott Adams last night had a special episode, The Man Cave. Remember, I gave you that book. I I, I recommend. Yes, I haven't read it yet. I got. I got. You, I got, I got, I got okay, go. so I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But I have to extract the session of what happened last night. Yeah. And I got to give it to you. But you have to read the book because it is so crazy. So if anybody wants to know a little bit what I'm talking about, it's a book that Scott Adams wrote years ago. It's called God's Debris, which kind of gives um, it's a it's it's a book that just has two characters. It's is it is it like a story or is it like it's a, a non it's a sorry. It's a fiction book, but it really has a nonfiction backbone, for lack of a better word. So it's a it's a quickly um, a youngster meets an old man, but the old man is a wise old man. He's not he's not a typical you know he's a wise old man who's picking your brain, and the more he picks the kid's brain, the kid's kind of pissed because it's breaking all the barriers. Yes, it's, it's breaking all the the, the <clears throat> stereotypes, the stereotypes, the schisms that he has. What what? And then he's like you know, he goes into everything, but in this dialogue you realize what he's setting you up for. What he's setting you up for is we're actually part of something greater 
which is, you know, because, you know, as humans, we tend to think, well, this is it. This is who I am. And then, you know, hopefully when I die, I become a bird or... Identification. Right. It's a big proponent of one of being a human being is identifying so something. So the, the, the back angle of this book is... You know, if, of the many angles, but the, like kind of the back angle of the book is basically that we're part of a bigger thing. I don't want to say it's simulation theory because that also means you're part of a bigger thing, but you know. Yeah, but you said that before too. He touches on like, uh, for example, religion and God. It's okay, well, so God, I, you know, and I, and I don't want to go into specific. I would do the, first of all, I do the book wrong. And second of all, uh, I'd ruin the book for everybody else. You do the book wrong? Yeah, I do it wrong. You wouldn't do it justice? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm from the hood, <laughs> and I would—I don't want to do it dirty. <laughs> You're from the Federal Road hood in Monroe. That's right. I walk with a limp, that, uh, but that's only because my left uh, leg is a little shorter than my right leg. I got you. You can tell I need some uh, guidance in my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. I made it. I'm, the fr- hood. I'm from the hood. I'm from the hood, bro. My hood uh, peeps—they know. I got—I got to read the book. I haven't. I haven't. Um, Fantastic book. I thought I would. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to read it. I yet. thought that would be my cup it. of tea, but to be honest, I actually completely forgot that you sent that to me. So I've just been doing so much crap lately. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. I will definitely check it out. Yeah, it's going to tickle your brain. It's going to tickle my brain. Yes, and then my brain and, needs tickling. My brain's always tickled. And the <laughs> the conversation that was last night was incredible. So good. It's so good because you. He, you know, again, the conversation what on his podcast? Yes, oh. uh, he did a special one. When's well, he gonna When's he gonna start giving us royalties for uh, yeah, for, for, for promoting <laughs> promoting his podcast on yeah. our podcast? Well, you know what? Maybe one day, Scott, you hearing us, Scott? Right? Maybe one day, this, look your brother up. Maybe one day this will flow through his ears and go. These guys, these guys got to figure it out. These guys are great. They love me. They they like what I do. You know, and you know, he might give us a shot. He might invite us over to a pleasant. Pleasanton, California. That's where he lives. <clears throat> the word "pleasant" is in the town. It's in the town, Pleasanton. I hope yeah. it's a nice place to live. <laughs> Nineteen thousand square foot home with a tennis court inside. All right. Yeah. Hey, my heart breaks. My heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is real for him. It actually is right now, man. Uh, he got canceled. Right? Well, yeah. 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 I mean, maybe he wanted to, but yeah, yeah I guess. Anyway. Yeah. So we evolved like a butterfly. We evolve, we do, we evolve, we were talking about that before, how we evolve like a butterfly, and it's very important to continue evolving like a butterfly does. The stagnation of staying where we are, of thinking things have to be a certain way, keeps you stuck sometimes. Evolution is a part of it. Evolving as a person, evolving as a species, evolving in your career, evolving in your marriage, evolving in your social life, it's it's always evolving. You can't be afraid, you can't be, it's, it's it's hard not to have a little bit of Trepidation. Ooh, you like that? Oh, that might be my biggest word since we started the show. Johnny, Johnny. By the way, I might, I might just walk away right now. And go, Johnny, Johnny, I believe in trepidation. I like it. It just dropped in. Look at you. Now I forgot what I was talking about. You forgot your about. point. That's, now what, I that's called being in your forties. <laughs> Imagine when we go to your sixty. I forgot what I was talking about. Um, you might have a little bit of trepidation with that evolution, but it's it's even when you're evolving out of anxiety or you're evolving out of it's 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 a process that can be can be unnerving at times because it's different it's something yeah. it's something foreign to you and it can be you know it can be a little bit of a i don't say a shock but it can be unnerving it's probably the best way to put it you know and and, and trusting in it sometimes 
You know, you're blind faith. You just, you know, sometimes you just know that there's something different out there. There's something, there's something else. There's something that's pulling you, gravi- you know, making you gravitate towards a certain area or, or, or gravitate towards being a certain way. And you don't understand why. And that's what I say. It's that it's for me, it's that <clears throat> higher power, whatever you want to call it, right? That, that, that kind of is telling you it's time for you to evolve into something it's time for you to, and it can be very scary because we're kind of used to the cocoon we've always been in, right? Yeah. We've been in this cocoon our whole lives. It's nice. And at times I fucking hate it. It's dungy. It's dingy. The idiots all around me, but it's my cocoon. Sometimes it's a little scary to leave that cocoon and to evolve into something else. But I always say sometimes it's just this, there's this knowing that says, not giving you, there's no answers, but you just know that it's time to evolve. It's time to move this way you might not know what this way is at times and it can be like i said it can be very scary it can be a little bit um you know a little bit unnerving but if you want to grow sometimes it's kind of a leap of faith that you have to take and just move with it now as far as like anxiety or or depression goes you know a lot of people there are a lot of people who who experience anxiety and not that they'd rather stay there but they're they're almost, they almost, they're comfortable with it, and I'm not talking about like panic stricken anxiety. You know. Yeah, it's the, I'm not talking about like panic stricken anxiety where you're having constant panic attacks, yeah. or or maybe even severe OCD, like you know, kind of what I went through with pure OCD. Like I was looking for, I was I was looking for that sign to say gravitate this way. Right. But I'm talking about like, like general anxiety. People who just have this general fear and anxiety in their lives, or like a low state of maybe sadness, or like they'd rather stay there than to maybe follow that thing that's saying, but there's something more for you. There's something more for you. But they don't want to hear those voices. They'd rather just listen to what they know. And yeah, I mean, look, there's no guarantees with anything in life. But, you know, it's, I hear, yeah, so you, you mentioned there's signs. It's possible that there's always signs. Yes, I agree. Right. And it's just you have to be in the right mindset to see something. to see them. You have you have to be listening to hear them sometimes. Truly listening to hear them. Yeah, or or in the right frame of mind because look, for example, you know, as we just spoke, you know, thank God you're a great therapist. You know, uh, we just spoke briefly before. My mind uh-huh. at this moment with so much stress and so much clutter, you're really not able to see things. You know what I'm saying? You. You're not seeing things clearly because you're 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 attached. So we don't have two minds; we have one mind. But what I kind of learned when I was going through my therapy with OC, you know, for obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety, and even my spiritual kind of work that I was doing, you know, with all the following Eckhart Tolle and and reading books and kind of practicing meditation, I started seeing that there were two minds. I mean, not a left brain, right brain. I don't know what the right terminology is, but I saw a thinking mind that always asked questions. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Then there was an intelligent mind that would kind of want to hear not just the what ifs, but hey, not what if, but how about when we do this or when we accomplish this or when we, when we're able to get to there or 
uh, or, or this is something that we would want to do, that we want to do, that we enjoy doing. But what if, what if, what if? Most people don't realize that they're in the middle and they're the, where I would say the awareness, the essence, that, that quiet, no face, no voice, doesn't have an opinion, watches both of those kind of minds talking. And it gets to choose which one it wants to focus on. The problem is when people don't have that awareness, like you said, they don't see the signs is because they're only thinking this is the only, this is the only train of thought I have. My mind is worried. This is where I am. I'm focusing on this worry. I need to solve this answer. I need to solve. You're captured by it. You're captured. You're captured by this so much that I need to find an answer. I need to find an answer. I need that you don't hear the other voice, the other as. Other spiritual teachers call it the higher intelligence that funnels through us from, again, I'm not here to answer that question, but comes to us, the insights, people call them, right? Something even insight, something just drops in. Where does it come from? Who the hell knows? But this insight, this amazing insight just dropped in. And instead of grabbing hold of that insight and looking at it and being like, yes, okay, what is this insight saying and where can this go for me? Do you get attracted back to the other mind that says, well, yeah, 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 but no, 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 no. The what if. The what if. The what if this happens. What if? And it's, it's, look, it's not easy to pull away from the what if, especially in the beginning. There's a lot of practice you have to do where you have to sit there with it. And I told you before, not to divulge what conversation I had last night, I had a conversation with a certain person last night, and I was talking to this person for about an hour on the phone, and when I hung up, I was good, right? I, tried to give this person some advice on what they were going through. You're a busy advice giver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll true. leave you alone. <laughs> no, no, it's quite all right. So this morning I woke up and I just felt this constant. It wasn't a fear. There wasn't an anxiety there, but I felt like my mind was trying to answer something. It was looking for a, re- it was replaying conversation parts from that I had from last night that I give the right advice did I do this what if this person's experiencing this now what if this person's experiencing this how else can I help this person like all these questions questions so the questions. what if what if I did what if I didn't do this and just even more questions and questions and questions and I wasn't answering them I wasn't chasing them I was sitting there with them but I felt like like this just constant mind stream was just my, like my wheels were running. He's grabbing hold. Yeah. And it was trying to grab hold of me, but it, it wasn't. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, like my mind is trying to answer questions. And then I kind of had this little insight that dropped in and said, well, my mind's trying to answer questions about this specific thing. Right. And it wasn't some groundbreaking thing, but it was trying to answer his questions. Right. Then I started realizing parallelism. Like, well, when I went through OCD, that was the same thing. My yeah. mind needed an answer. And my mind needed an answer here. And then even for other things that weren't OCD related, my mind needs an answer. My mind needs an answer. Yeah. And then when I started realizing, well, it's when my mind needs an answer, am I being completely enthralled by that? Am I being complete? Well, that's two words today. Am I? <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> am I being completely like taken by it where I'm not able to get that distance anymore because I'm just attached to this curiosity of what's the answer to this issue or what's the answer to this thought or what's the answer to this sometimes it's a feeling and I don't even know what the feeling is but my mind feels like it's trying to figure something out but then I realized my mind's trying to figure something out and I just kind of left it there and then all of a sudden that I want to say subtle anxiety that was there all morning just started to pop quickly 
do 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 just kind of fall off. And I was I was I must and no, so no problems, no issues were resolved. Don't yeah, get me but wrong. You, you glazed over. You said I left it there. You know you have. But it took me to realize that my mind muscle. was looking for a, was trying to figure something out again. But that's a muscle you have developed because I don't think many people can just. Leave it. No, there. and I'm not saying. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not. It's not so it's yes. If you haven't worked on it, it's not. Muscle. It's not as easy. It's yeah. well because I I lost for a while this morning. I lost my awareness. I lost the awareness that I was aware, right. and then I realized it again. Once I realized it again, I realized it just this just like I said, insights drop in, yeah. just pop. It says all I heard was in my mind, you're looking for an answer. That's all I heard. Not a, it wasn't even about a specific question. It said you're looking for an answer again. It came to. You. Came to me and I was like, my mind is, and I didn't even realize it. My mind was looking to figure something out in that moment. It was most likely around that conversation I had the night before that triggered something in me. Yes, digging to figure out, to figure out. And I felt like this lull all morning. And all of a sudden, once I had that, like I instantaneously started saying, whoa, I felt like I was, I felt like I was able to, not like a weight was lifted off my shoulders, but I felt like I did this again. I pulled back a little bit. I said, all right, all right, well, there it is. Okay. I didn't realize that my, that my mind was doing that to me. So, I mean, it's, you know, uh, that's uh, so that, that need to always have an answer. Like there's nothing that's, there's nothing in life that is guaranteed. Nothing. And that can be a very scary thing for people to, un- even for me, it's, yeah, you're in it can be unnerving. Fearful. Yeah. But if I'm going to live my life in constant, what if, what if, what did, what did my dream last night mean? What did this mean? What is this? What is that? What, you hit the nail on the head. So when do we live life? When you are we actually life. living our lives? And, you know, people are going to make the argument, well, then you're not going to get anything done and you're not going to accomplish. And oh, I accomplished a lot today. While I was doing that, I was still able to do, I focused on what I wanted to do this morning, whether it was work or whatever. Yeah. But I just realized I don't need to answer. And that's how I end my book. Not every question requires, and it's the last line of my book, says not every question requires an answer. And my editor even told me, she goes, that is a great line to end the book on because it's so true. It's not every question requires an answer, but our minds are built. Our minds have been trained. Solve the problem. Solve the problem. Solve the problem. And what we do, we identify with it. We create a situation. We create a problem in a situation. Now we're saying, well, this, I got to figure this out. I've got to help this person by all means. I've got to, I've got to make life right for this person. I've got to do this. I've got to take care not every, no, one task at a time. If the task in front of you requires your attention, attend to it, and that's it. It's it's this, and that's where we get this overwhelming feeling because now you're trying to answer one question, something else comes up. Trying to answer another question, so trying to answer another question, trying to answer another question, and that's where people get overwhelmed. Some people naturally could let that stuff just drop by, right? And that's yeah. great. If for you're born people. that way, great. If you're born that way, where your your neural pathways and your brain just kind of work that way, right? And sometimes people call those people assholes. Like, oh, that guy doesn't care. That yeah. person doesn't care. Not necessarily. It's just they, they're, they're able to let things drop. And then there's the over, maybe empathetic people are more the people who are going to attach to that. And empathy is a phenomenal thing. I'm a very empathetic person, which is what gives me that, what allows me to kind of be like that. It allows you to connect to people. It allows me to connect to me, but also could torture you. If you're not, if you're not aware enough, it could be a very, you know, uh, painful place to be dual edged yeah. sword yeah. yeah yeah so actually yeah I, as you were talking I'm like that whatever you were feeling that what if I mean that's one of the pillars of the OCD issue of 
that you had the doubting disease yeah right? it's a doubter's disease so <clears throat> i mean I, I i personally don't think i had that but if uh, i analyze myself yeah, but you don't have to be obsessive compulsive disorder. Isn't just what right. if? Right. No, no. It's there's, not, a, right. there's, there's an inherent fear of tragedy and tragic situations that are attached but to it. But part of my anxiety comes from a lot of that. Where there's a lot of doubt and questioning. The doubt, the yeah. question, and then it's it's almost like the wolf, <coughs> the wolf, you know, dressed in grandma's clothes. <clears throat> so literally, you all you did was crack the door open, and before you know it, the wolf was inside the house. And he's taken over. Yeah. So unless you have that muscle built very well where... The wolf was at my doorstep this morning. I just didn't realize he was even there. I felt him. Well, that's what happened. I sensed him, but I didn't even know it was there. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. And I, when I walked in here with you and you saw me, you're like, hey, you look good. I'm like, yeah, I look good, but I tell you, John. <laughs> and you saw the verbal diarrhea I had. Yeah. And we can go on for hours. And even though you know I'm handling a lot, you see the pattern where I just take... I look at what's going on in all the aspects. I look at all the negative. I pile them on together, and then I just go and go and go, and my anxiety rises. You know, and before you know it, I have no more uh, finger pads because I picked them all off. You picked off. them off. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nail biter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I started doing that too, <laughs> and, and I was, you know, I, I've managed to stay away from the nail biting. But here, you know, here I am. I, I'll do, I'll do a few. They're, they're fun. You know? <laughs> but yeah, and. and no matter what, when you're in that loop, mm-hmm. it's this is where this is where mindfulness kicks in because you know you're aware that you're in the loop. Imagine not being aware. Okay, so you're aware you're in the loop is, is not being aware is yeah no now you're just That's getting dra- you're getting dragged like some you, you ever see like the old western movies when the carriage is running away with the horse and the person's dra- hooked yeah. up to the back so the and they're dragging the person that's what it's like when you're not aware you're just getting dragged around and you don't even realize it so once you're aware that you're getting dragged around well that's a, a by the way a monumental step in and of itself most people who experience anxiety or are um, in the beginning phases of it, uh, don't have that awareness. But if you are lucky enough, if you're in the beginning and you're and you're aware and you realize what your mind is doing and you're watching it, but you're still having a hard time breaking that cycle, well, cut yourself some slack right there because the fact that you realize, you know, you ever see GI Joe, the old GI Joe? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the OG cartoon. Yeah. With uh, shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there was anybody who was, I guess, born after 1995, you're not going to know this. Yeah, no. But there was a, a cartoon, and um, Captain Flint was one of the mate, one of the head generals. Yes, sir. They always say, knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Say, knowing is half the battle. So once you know that you're aware of this anxiety in your mind and what it's doing and the questions, A, take a deep breath and, and realize, hey, I actually, I'm realizing what my mind is doing. I'm watching this. I don't like it, and I'm having a hard time breaking free from the cycle of it. But that's a major step because from there, you only you can only grow. You don't lose that. Like once you realize that your mind is actually trying to protect you in a twisted way, yeah. you can move forward from there. Yeah, yeah. You can move forward from it there. It just sucks when you're in a loop. It sucks when you're in a but loop. But you once Henry you realize does. it, you know, you have tools that you can help yourself out of the loop. And this is where this is where. Uh, I, I mean, therapists will probably kill me. You'll probably want to like beat me if they heard this. This is where I really felt my spiritual work was 
the cherry on top. It's where it, like, I was able to break those loops with just the therapy. Like, and I was able to be there. And, sure. But I was always attached. I was always, I was always looking to my mind to attach to something else to talk about, to discuss, to. There was always something, and then a trigger would come up, and I would use my tools to come to to break that cycle. And then, so, and then another trigger would come up, and I'd have to use the tools to break that cycle. And I, I speak about it in the book. I said, I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to have to, not that I don't want to have to use the tools, but I want to be able to be above it where they're not really required anymore or they happen immediately and I don't even realize it. That's the kind of where I said I transcended it. And that's, that became, that I got a lot of that from the whole watcher and medit- meditating and watching my thoughts and finding that, place in the middle where I watch everything happen to me, but I don't attach to anything. You know? I don't know. We kind of segued into three different things just now. Yeah. Talking. Well, that's how you, uh, that's how you make a forest. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you make a forest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not all the trees right. look alike, so, but they're No, trees. no. Yeah. So. And it's yeah. a forest. So getting back to the original point we were talking about, it's, it's that always needing to answer a question. That, so if, if you catch yourself always needing to answer a question. Yeah. Oh, I mean that that's a I think it's a nice red flag to say, you know, if you're an anxious person or if you're a person that's always like stressed and this and that, pay attention. Is your mind always looking for an answer? Family issue, friend issue, work issue. So there's always gonna be issues. Not every issue, even if it's not every issue requires an answer right now. It's okay <clears throat> to disconnect and just say, I need I need right now it's I'm focusing on me, not on everything else. So take anxiety out of it. Let's say, say the everyday person really doesn't experience much anxiety or that they're aware of. They have a lot of things going on in their life, right? So let's, let's, let's talk to the, to the other people in the audience who aren't maybe experiencing anxiety or depression or some sort of mental health crisis. But they have everyday struggles. And they have a thousand things going on. Oh, your mother calls, she has a problem. Your father calls, he has a problem. Your There's son an idiot calls, I work he has with. a problem. There's an idiot I work with. There's this person here. There's this. John, this, John, that. John, can I get a question? The person I spoke to last night, I gave them an analogy. Because this kind of came up where they were trying to help somebody else. And I'm like... Well, you said analogy? Yeah. So anything with anal in it right now, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pick another word. <laughs> um, it's very similar. You gave a metaphor. Yes. You gave him a metaphor. Gave him a metaphor. And I said, when you're on a plane and if the cabin decompresses, what happens? The mask drops down. What's the first thing they tell you when you're on the plane? If, if your mask drops down, put your mask on first and then help the person next to you. They go, even if it's an infant or a child, because you're no good to that person if you're not 100%, taking, 100% yeah. taken care of. So if you're a person who's dealing with a lot of different stresses in life, there's a time where you have to say, I need to, or a lot of people are coming at you with different things and they want an answer, they want an answer, want an answer. Not every one of those questions requires an answer. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care what the severity of the issue is. Not everything is going to require an answer to the point where it's going to put you in a place where now you're useless to everybody else, including yourself, because you've attached to every need to answer every question. You're depleting your energy levels. You don't have the strength or the will anymore to really be involved in all these different platforms, what good are you? You're not good. And so now, not only are you not answering anybody's questions, or you're not helping anybody, you can't because you're being strung out and being depleted by everyone. It comes a point where you could politely say to somebody, and I've done this, be like, you know what? You could figure that out on your own. 
I'm like I feel like John, what should we do for this? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm honey. I'm going to trust you on this. Whatever you feel is right. Just go do it because I can't I'm, like there's five other questions here or things that I'm trying to navigate or deal with. I'm going to push this off and say, you can handle this on your own. You can handle that. On, some people do that naturally and that's great. Other people feel the need to want to help everybody. So if you're that person who feels the need to want to help everybody around you in it, sometimes you could say, that's a question I can't, I, you got this. I, I, need to, I need to be me right now. I need to make sure I'm good before I could come back and help you. And I, I was just a small example, like with your wife asking you or something like that. Well, perhaps, perhaps I know the answer and perhaps I don't. I, I'm thinking I don't, but, and I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but simply, here's the question. If you find yourself in that loop, if you find yourself in that <clears> loop, in that me. manic loop, you know, the what if, you know, the what yeah, if the, anxiety, the one loop, that yeah. we just described. Mm-hmm. What are some helpful tools? What are some helpful like things? For example, like should somebody um, get up and take a walk and just move your physically move instead of sit in one place and stew? Or you should seek to, uh, is that the proper time to meditate? Because you're, 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 you're cluttered, so it's not really... If you feel like your mind is... I mean, look, from my experiences, when I feel like that my mind is just really, really cluttered... So I like taking walks, but if I feel like my mind is very, very cluttered, I will sit and literally let go of control of everything. In that moment. Like, if I feel that my mind's doing... Like this morning, like I feel like my mind is looking and looking for answers everywhere, and I don't realize... I, I'm not understanding why it, it is, and I just feel like this... Like this Low, something's and got just, you and, and something's got me I use another uh, I won't say that I don't want to say that word another example oh thank you <laughs> every time you say and uh, my uh, we can explain maybe later my colon goes <laughs> what? what so my uh, um, another example would be you have a, you have a hot, you drive in a car and you go over a puddle of water hmm. the car starts a hydroplane that's when the tide loses sure. contraction with the surface a little swimmy no gas no brake. The goal at that point, you're supposed to let go of the gas and the brake. Yep. No, don't give the car any fly. resistance or any velocity. Right. You just you just keep your hands on the wheel and got and just glide through. Right. So when I and feel no like severe, no severe, no, no, no severe, no, so no sudden anything. Right. It's just hold position, go through, hold steady. Yeah, hold steady. When my mind is like that, I'll use to give you that example. That's what I'll do. I like I literally, I don't I don't push harder. I don't hit the brakes to try to stop anything either. Like, I let it, I let, I let the mind flow go, Hmm. but I I release control of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to slow it down. I'm not trying to speed it up. I'm not trying to look for anything. I'm just literally cruise controlling right through for now. And that could be meditating. That could be going for a walk, just kind of sitting with the thoughts, bringing your focus where you want it and letting everything just kind of just be, look in the beginning, it might not like, drop off but you'll notice that all of a sudden no but that makes see okay so i put it i put it all together that makes sense okay so you saw me when i came here my revolutions were but assuming you weren't here assuming i'm by myself Mm -hmm. as is normal right and i'm going through the you said you're going over a puddle let go just hold steady let go when you're when you're saying that let go i can envision myself saying okay thoughts now lose speed and they're going to not die, but they're going to lose speed. They slow down a little bit. And the fact that they slow down allows you to enter something else. 
there, portal. Yeah. A portal you can, opens. There you can do a little <clears throat> meditation. You could do a little walk with a meditation. You could do a little regrouping, a little regathering. Absolutely. And I ask you that <clears throat> because I'm living that situation, you know? And, 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 and I'm sure that's the reason we do the show. Like, there's people out there today, right now. I'm not the only one. No. You know what the difference is? We talk about it. Yeah. We, we as you say, we bear our asses. We bear our souls. <laughs> we bear our asses. So, you know, the, the, you know the, the person I'm talking about is myself. And I'm asking all these questions because I'm hoping that it can help you. Uh, if you if you somehow relate to what we're talking about, I asked a very specific question because if I'm listening to the show, I want to know, okay, well, I get it. I get it. But now what should I do? What could I do? There you go. Short answer is nothing in that moment. But that nothing, you're doing a lot while you're doing nothing, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I mean, you saw me. And don't get me wrong. I can work my way back out. Oh like, no! I know you. You, know, you caught Absolutely. me at, at the at the top. You caught me at the top of the mountain. Yeah, I could work my way back out, but every day, uh, you know, there's again, life is pretty tough in 2023. You know, you got all the stresses of the world on everybody, and you know, single motherhood, single fatherhood, uh, stressed marriages. Uh, bad relationship with your children. You don't have children, but you have horrible bosses. You don't, you have a dog that won't stop pooping around the house. You know, whatever the the rub is. The rub, yeah. We all have our our crosses. We all have our our stuff. So that was a very helpful suggestion. Uh, aside from the fact that you know, again, the the the, the meditation is what base is going to the gym. The meditation is what basically uh, strengthens the muscle. But at the same time, you do need techniques, and I believe that's a good one. You, you know, it's a good technique of envision yourself just in the puddle where what you know because we've all driven over a puddle, and that's a very good technique. I never thought about it like that. I did a I did a one of the first videos I ever posted to Instagram. Might have been the first or the second one. It's probably going back a year and a half. Not that I posted a ton, but I posted a few. And one of the first videos I posted, I actually spoke and I used that that um, that uh, analogy. Analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So let, let's let people in. I have. Uh, I'm coming. <laughs> Hold back. on a second. Hold on a second. Before you go any further, if Don't. anybody in the audience is kind of squeamish, <laughs> I. I wouldn't get too descriptive, just for just for people's really? sake. <laughs> yes, you, you don't. Want Let's, me you to can keep this part PG. Okay, so I have been dealing with a. Uh, I would say it had all the makings of COVID symptoms. You, yeah, you had a bad cold last week, which is why we didn't record on Sunday. So yeah. to me, I felt like that. I felt like a COVID, but it was bronchitis with sinusitis. 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 Right. Yeah, I prefer sinusitis. Which sounds much better than sinusitis. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was dealing with that, and of course uh, they had to give me some medicine, and then I mm -hmm. took the medicine. But one of the medicines was uh, an antibiotic, and they're strong. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I know. I never had this much of a hard time with an antibiotic, yeah. but this one got me. Yeah, and Put one your of the GI into a, a right. Mess. One of the side effects is it really hurts your stomach, cramping, and then it dries you out. Yeah. And the one plus one equals two. If it dries you out, yeah, yeah, yep, in your yep. stomach, you pass Mount Everest. Yep. 
And when you pass Mount Everest, you don't want to hear about analogy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that word that started A-N-A-L. <laughs> that's about as PG I'm going mean, to. I did a good job there because I would love to tell you the X-rated version. No, please. I, I lived. I almost lived it first. You heard hand. the X-rated version. I heard this when I came over your house. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, and if you ever have anal problems, <laughs> yeah. I got a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny uh, saved my life. Yeah. You saved my life. I always have goodies in my house for food. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm all about that. Whatever helps. Little things that help. 10% here, 10% there, it helps. Yeah. Um, so that was the reason why that word was freaking him out today. But um, on, a, on a more important level, uh, so yeah, I mean, whatever we were talking about, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, that's, um, I, I, I think that was uh, useful because, again, yeah. we're all tense uh we all walk around tense and i don't mean you but you know no all of listen, us it happens to actually everybody. there you go you it happened to you it happened to me today right? I mean, it's gonna happen to everybody it's gonna happen yeah, to you again yeah. sure th- that's the point the is, point is you can't st- you it, it, and that's the whole analogy of letting go with the hydroplaning you you can't avoid the puddle the puddle sometimes just shows up in front of you you don't see it while you're driving it just shows up it's how do you react once that puddle is there yep how do you react in that moment? How are you reacting right now? Are you responding or are you reacting? Yeah. Reactions, like we've always said, right, are just behavioral tr- behaviors that we've learned in automatic, automatic, automatic. And if they're, if they're not beneficial for you, those automatic reactions kind of keep you stuck in that cycle. That's where you learn to respond to it instead. And your response is usually different than a reaction. A response is that higher intelligence, that awareness that we speak about. And... In the beginnings, like we've always said, it's a little bit more, it's difficult. You know, it's difficult. The person I was speaking to last night was having a harder time too. And it was difficult for them to grasp it. They were actually getting frustrated on the phone. And I can appreciate that. And I understand that. But it's important to realize that that, that awareness that, that, that they had is, is monumental in and of itself. Like it was so important that they actually had this awareness and they had this yeah. that they realized kind of what was happening um i, I think what we you know and it's it's not easy but would you rather be unconsciously suffering or would you rather be conscious knowing that hey i'm in a cycle but i realize it and that's where that realizing eventually <laughs> Yes. With a little bit of clock time, as Eckhart told us, clock time, right? Because we say it's always the present moment. Clock time meaning a little bit of time. The more you work at it, you actually start to, that void, that space, that awareness, that, that higher intelligence, the one that sees everything, kind of becomes more prominent in your life. And it's there all the time. And you can, and you can tap it whenever you want. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know how far along whoever you're talking to is because, you know, but if they're talking to you, trust me, they, 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 they're touched. I think I if, so. if you just come to grips with one thing, well, many things, but like one main thing is that it's always a process. Yeah. It's not a destination. No, 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 no. It's always a process. And that is very hard to remember, believe it or not. It's, it's again, because when you're in the loop, you're in destination mode. Yeah, you're, you're looking try, you, for the destination. You're looking, and, and that's and that and that. And by the way, that just keeps you, that keeps you in the loop even longer. But if you just ha- can remember, it's a process always. 
it's a it's 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 work always right it's like the guy again I, I go back to this and i've said it before the guy who goes to the gym for a few months and then says i look better yeah i got it but you're not going to stay in shape if you stop going to the gym which is why it's important <clears throat> if you want to stay in shape you go to the gym maybe you don't go five days a week maybe once you want to maintain you go three right sure. but you do a maintenance mode you always have they to. call it a maintenance mode right. the same thing with with mindfulness so once you, I think once you've become aware of this awareness and you've kind of entered this portal and you realize it and you're able to watch your thoughts and able to, to kind of watch your emotions, even if you don't like them and you know they're there, it still is a practice, an everyday practice. When I get caught up in life, like the doing, right? Not the, not the, not the, not the being, but the doing of life, like do a task, do a task. Because sure. there are tasks that need to be done. Sure. Home, work, whatever. Right. And like a day will go by. Two days will go by, three days will go by, four days will go by, five days will go by. And I've been on, on a tear just, you know, busy day, busy day, busy day, busy day, busy day. And I'm losing, a, I'm dulling out that awareness a little bit because I'm like, mind says, okay, we got to do this, got to fix this, I got to go here, I got to do this. But, but when something comes up, it takes a minute at this point now to go like this. Whoa, okay. Because now you're so attached to go, go, okay, do. And the mind says, boo. And you go, hey. boo. What do you mean, boo? Boo, why? Why boo? Yeah. What's go boo? Boo. Where I'm, I'm relating, yes. Which which is why I say when you're doing anything, whatever task you're doing, sometimes, like I say, I'll go a period of time where I'm caught up, and then I'll say, whoa, okay, hold on. I'm going to slow myself up here. I still have to finish this task. I'm going to continue doing this mindfully right now. Not, I'm not trying to get it done, but I'm going to pay attention to what I'm doing because that brings that awareness back to kind of life again. And it's kind of, you're working that in, yeah. even, even in your day-to-day -day stuff. This way, when a boo moment comes up, that awareness is already kind of alert and it's there and you see it and it doesn't drag you. If anything, it doesn't drag you at all or if it doesn't drag you for very long. That's, that's, I'm, when you're talking, I'm applying it to my reality. Yeah, my, but that's, my, what, that's what people are doing. That's my issues. Point. And I'm telling you, you know, I had a conversation today that triggered me. You know, I told you it was a conversation that triggered me where yeah, I, yeah, I started yeah. to crush a water bottle just to get some Hulk out, you know. <laughs> but if I was kind of working the way you just mentioned, I would be a little bit more grounded, let's say, you know, where I can I can actually yeah, but you didn't overreact crushing the bottle. I get it. But <clears throat> in my mind, I overreacted. I'm very good at not punching a hole in the wall. You know what I mean? Like, no, well, that's by the way, that's. There's something to be said for that. There's a conscious awareness right there, because the unconscious person would just go, "Mother, boom!" Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I, I'm not so, like yeah. that. But no, you know, we're near that, man. I do let me. I do let the stresses wrinkle me. You're you human, know? as we all are. They wrinkle me and yeah. they crush me, and sure, then, man. then when you're when when the the brain is done beating you up. Now I'm gonna throw guilt. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> you, like, <laughs> you're worthless." You know, like, "Whoa," I was like, like that. Now, I don't mean to laugh, but just you but you see how the mind is, right? Sure, man. It's gonna. It's not only, is it, and it's again, it's it's not trying. The, the mind isn't trying to. It's always trying to protect you. It's all. It just doesn't understand how to. Its job is to stay alive and to protect you. That's the mind's job. It doesn't realize the misguided ways that it does it. That's where having awareness is so important because you could see it. Yeah. It's only trying to protect me. Yeah. But how's it trying to protect you by making you worry about that? That it's not affecting your life per se. It 
doesn't matter. The mind doesn't realize that that isn't, it's something that's of importance to you. So it's thinking, wow, that's important. John, that's important. We got to focus on it. And if it's not that, then, oh, John, you could have done a better job with that. Oh, John, did you say the right thing to him? Because we want to make sure you said the right thing to this person. Did you, did you say the wrong thing to this person? Did you? And that's what the mind's going to do. But once you realize that it's not doing it to, people are going to go like this, well, my mind's always fucking me. My mind's always screwing yeah. me. No, it's not. Your mind is doing what it's built to do. You're just believing yeah. and, and, and blindly following everything it says. Yeah. You're not saying, hey, mind, you could tell me I'm an asshole. You could tell me I'm the best guy in the world. I'm not going to believe either. I'm not because you know why? When I don't believe either, I don't lose any peace. I could feel happy. I could feel sad about something, but I don't have to be uh, attached to that happiness where I'm chasing it or attached to that sadness where I'm depressed now. I could say, yeah, I feel that and I feel that. People yeah. are like, well, then you're not living because you're not. Ex no, no, I experience an emotion as much as the next person. 110%. If at times even more because I'm an empathetic person, mm. but not attaching to them is what keeps you on that level playing ground. Yeah. And, and not attaching to them and staying as level as you can will not make whatever is going wrong in your periphery disappear, but no. simply put, would help you deal with things. It a helps you bit. put your oxygen mask on so yeah. then you could deal with the right. issue that might be there. Right. Because without your oxygen mask, guess what? You're going to pass out and now you're worthless. Yes. Right? Hitting the gas when you're hydroplaning, now you just, because you're trying to overcorrect, yes. now you're just going to spin out of control and slam yeah. into a wall. And, and how ironic that you mentioned that because that's the analogy. Yes, I said no. That's the analogy that I gave the person I was on the phone with when I was, ah. being, when I was being triggered. I said, I've stuck my head in a plastic bag and I tied it. <laughs> That's what I feel like at the moment. And you you know? suff you're, you're and suffoc suffocating myself. Like, you're suffocating yourself. And, and, and you yourself. know what's funny? The person on the phone goes, listen, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you can go kill yourself, but... <laughs> The problems are still there. I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, so why would you want to kill yourself? I said, no, no, no. no I'm giving you an analogy, analogy. Yeah. of how you feel at the moment. But you just said something. You're suffocating. Your... I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I was at a, I was at a, uh, in New Brunswick, like a food pantry. I volunteered at a food pantry a couple of days ago with a friend of mine. Mazel tov. Yeah, very nice. It was actually an eye-opening experience. I'm actually going to do more stuff with... Um, What's it called? Habitat for Humanity? Really? Yeah, Freehold. They have a store. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do some hours there. And beautiful stuff. thing. Anyway, I was talking I was talking to him and um what were we saying? He said Oh, with the uh, you because I said that you were suff I was suffocating myself is what I should have said, but I said you were suffocating yourself. Yes, oh so I, so that's, that's it. Yeah, I, I kind of I follow a squirrel sometimes, right? Even me, yeah. right? Yeah, squirrel. Yeah. Let me hold up the shiny object. Yeah. So <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> right, go that way. That you way, lost that it way. again. That way. Hold on. <laughs> stop talking to me, man. You, you, you got to stop talking to me. I, I, lo I lose my. Uh, I, I lose my. Um... So it was. He was saying I could not. My friend, this person I went with, was talking about something he was dealing with, and he said, "I can't. You know, I, I can't stand myself for thinking these things. Or I can't say." I said, "But listen to what you're saying. I. You just said I'm. I'm suffocating myself." I am suff... And, and there's a part of you that hates that you're suffocating yourself. So I'm like, that's very contradictory. I mean, pay attention to what you're saying. You're upset. You're getting pissed 
that you're thinking something. So there's a part of you that's thinking it, but there isn't a part of you that sees it and doesn't like it. I go, what does that show you? And at first, the person didn't get it. They're like, I, I, like, I kind of get what you're talking about. I go, you, you, you've created these two identities, this, per, this one that's mm. bullying you, telling you all these things, or throwing these negative thoughts at you, or these spikes, or these intrusive thoughts at you, whatever it might be, right? And then there's this other part of you that hates that that part of your mind's doing it. I go, but what does that show you? I go, there's got to be something in between that's seeing both of them. There's got to be something that's noticing that you are suffocating yeah. yourself. There's got to be something that realizes I'm doing this to myself. For you to make that statement, there's a, I don't want to say a third party, I'm not trying to say we have voices on the head, but there's a higher essence, a higher knowing there that's realizing this and being like, hey, you're doing this to yourself. You are doing this to you. How can you, it's, that whole statement is very contradictory that you're doing that, that you hate something that you're doing. Well, simply, if you hated it, why would you do it? Simply put, the same person is aware, keyword, is aware that the same person is doing negative things to himself. But it's it's realizing that there's that that, that there's those two mind streams yeah, yeah. happening simultaneously. The one that's saying, you're the worst, this yeah. is horrible, here's a thought, here's a thought. And the one that goes, I fucking hate that this yeah. thought is here, I hate that this thought is here. Hold on a the second. Bad wolf, good wolf. Yeah. Who, who, who's, who's, who's watching both wolves? There's some, and that's where people don't, that's where people skip over completely. They yeah. either, they're either bouncing from, this voice or this voice? Oh, yeah. This voice, they don't realize that in the middle, there's something that's seeing both of them. And all of a sudden, that's where you get to breathe. That's where you get the oxygen. That's where you let go of control and you allow that to kind of just flow. And then you choose to make your next move from there. So it was kind of funny when you said, I was suffocating oh, yeah. myself. Yeah. No, yeah. Because when you're in it, you're in it. You're right? in it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You're attached. Yeah. You're, you really, you're attached to it. But even realizing the words you use, opens up more and more portals yeah. to get there, right? It, it opens up, and that comes no, with a little bit of practice. I'm happy wrong. that I'm at the stage where I'm at now where I can identify that I'm in it. I'm in a loop. Sure. And just that alone helps you say, okay, let's work out of this loop. It's much, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It sucks. You know, it's just like, if, if it, like you caught that question, like, you know, you caught it in its infancy. But that question of John from yesteryear would have just taken you down several avenues. Of- yeah, it would have made me anxious. I would have needed reassurance. I would have wanted to call this person to make sure I didn't say something wrong. I would have yeah. wanted to do so many things right? to make sure that everything was right with this person. Like this it's person. the never-ending rabbit hole, right? Yeah, it's a never-ending rabbit hole where things need to play out the way they have to play out sometimes. So what I'm hoping is that for myself, and I'm hoping for everybody who's following along and maybe they started their own mindfulness journey, that you can catch it sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because it's like the treads on a tire. You know, I don't want to go bald. No. You, you see me lose hair right before your eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm talking about the tires. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about hair. But, nah, you got a good head of hair still. Mm. <laughs> like everything else, I wear it well. You wear it well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and literally, do your treads go, go bald if you constantly sure. have to if you constantly if you drive aggressive you're going to wear it your brake pads yeah. and your tires very quickly absolutely and those analogies you know sometimes for people they help I, so i've always been um who was it one you know one diego's dad juan tavares right who <laughs> anyway he was i, I was talking I see, the, I see the guy five times that's right for baseball yeah, yeah. so um 
because this is years back when the kids were smaller and I started going through my stuff and I'd always come up with these analogies and these sayings and he'd always be, he'd always tell me, he goes, you're a man of many, like, I forgot the word he said, but because you're a man of many analogies. So he goes, what wisdom do you have to part today? Because I'd always have these quirky ways, but I always felt like that was a great way for me to visualize what I was talking about. Correct. Right? That visualization of a car driving makes you understand how the mind works. For some people, certain ones work better than others, but it, it, it's, you get this picture of how it's happening, and now you are able to kind of apply that to yourself. And you're like, wait a second. And then you start to find that awareness a little bit more with it, you know? Makes so. you a great teacher. Because you're looking, that's why you're empathetic. You're very good at being, you have empathy. You're a great teacher. You want to get the message across. So, I think I'm a horrible teacher, actually. No, you're a good teacher. And, and that's how you do it. You, you get something that you can relate it to. It's like, a, you know, your delivery, your delivery mechanism. That analogy was a delivery mechanism. And it's more palatable than giving it to you straight. Shit, if yeah. I give you the car analogy, oh, I got, I got like you, it, it connected with me, and I'm sure it connected with everybody listening. That's that's because you're just naturally prone to being a good teacher. Trust me. Trust me. I'm a good teacher. I, I, I'm a bad teacher in the sense I don't have patience, but I can draw a lot of analogies, and that you'll go, oh yeah, well, yeah. I see that. You see how I'm constantly trying to connect points that really don't yeah. connect that's just the way my mind works and that's just the way kind of like how your mind works where you immediately draw analogies because they help you convey a point yeah sure yeah and i, I agree 100 yeah. yeah, so yeah. that makes you a good teacher so take that skill that we were just talking about before the show and uh let's teach let's we have to teach the world and by the way i believe our show is of quality the children are our future i'm sorry and let them lead the way Think of all the beauty they possess inside. All right, all right. Um, I believe our show is of quality. And uh, I was... Absolutely. I was looking at... No, but we need... We now need recognition. And we need to be uh, on the airwaves. You know? So, uh, Sirius XM. You know, if you look up mindfulness. Yeah. They have, like, channels and stuff. And I believe we kick all their asses. Because... Uh, don't get me wrong. There's a there's a place for everybody, but I the little blurb I heard is just for example. Why did you stop doing guided meditation in the beginning? Truthfully, because it was like when you turn the show on, the first thing we're gonna do is guided meditation. That might not be everybody's deal. Deal. Yeah, I got we'll it. do it at the end. So when you turn to uh, Sirius XM and you look up mindfulness. A lot of the things is a lot of guided. So, for example, there's like, I don't know, maybe half an hour of little droplets in the background with soft yogi music in the background. And yeah, there's a ton of apps that do that. Walking too. you through a breathing exercise. And yeah. don't get me wrong, everything has a place. Yeah, and yeah, they can be super helpful, absolutely. But I think where we're different is what I always say. We're at the ground floor. I hate to be like a broken record, but we're at the ground floor. We're the we're the corner store where you come get your mindfulness. Where, you know, you go, hey, what's up, Donnie? How you doing? And you're coming in to pick up some mindfulness. That's where I like to be. I don't know about you, but that's where I like to be. Where That's where I am. Right. <laughs> that's so where I, friends I, no matter come what, in. no matter what happens, I always end up I always that's where I kind of I always say this. That's where the universe keeps sticking me for some reason. 
And I'm not questioning it. It's where, so, it's where I'm needed, and maybe that's where I need to be. So if, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mel Carmazan might still be the CEO of SiriusXM. If he's not, I missed it by a few years. But I have no idea who it is. Yeah. Mel, Mel Carmazan. Uh, used to be CBS. Uh, I, I know because I used to listen to Howard Stern before he went nuts. <laughs> <coughs> uh, you need the show on SiriusXM. You do because yeah. this is even I mean, the name is catchy. Come on, the universal lens. This talks a little bit about everything. It's a very easygoing thing. Yeah, that anybody can listen. Again, like you said, this isn't this isn't for this isn't the uh, Joe Rogan show where it's general. It's very precise. It's it's very precise, but but at the same time, we still we do we talk about a lot of different things. We we you, we. Uh, it's very applicable to everything that happens in life, whether it's something that happens to me during the week or you yep. during the week or somebody we know during the week. It's very applicable to everybody. Yeah. And it's, it's even though we, uh, we've said this a thousand times and then we'll wrap it up, even though we talk about the same thing week after week, every episode is still different, but yet the same. Drop the mic on that. Yeah. Boom. That and, just uh, happened. That's it. And then when we get picked up, let uh, me get picked up by Sirius, by Sirius and Oprah or, Winfrey. Or and, Oprah Winfrey yes. or, or Eckhart Tolle says, well, I want to do a sub uh, channel. Uh, <laughs> My phone just tried to call Oprah Winfrey. Uh, call Oprah. <laughs> I'll talk there. <laughs> Oprah, what's up? Uh, uh, when that happens, then, you know, we can have call-ins and people, you know, oh, yeah. give a specific sure. uh, situation and maybe we have advice, maybe we don't. But we're very personable and will help in some way. Sure. We're pointers. Yeah. Speaking of pointers, point me out of here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> yes. So, anyway, I think that was actually a great episode. And I'm not saying that because it's us, but I actually think the content of this episode was very helpful. And I'm, I'm, and when we post it, um, it should be airing tomorrow, actually. I'm going to do it tonight. <clears throat> when we post it for tomorrow, I'm going to try to put out a lot of uh, good uh, publicity with it to really get out because I think there's a lot of benefit especially in this one today if you really um, want to really get traction today was a good traction episode yeah put yeah. a picture of a nice butt with a thong trust me <laughs> the clicks will go nuts do you need an answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you looking for an answer yes. click and here. you're gonna see how many <laughs> clicks click you here. get you're <clears> like <throat> that was the most <laughs> watched <laughs> uh, and we're gonna be so we just figured out um a, a new program that I could use to do video. So we're, we're ironing that out because we don't have a production team. So I am the production <laughs> team along with Henry. <laughs> I watched the production. <laughs> so I'm a good watcher. It's a you little, said, it's, be a watcher. It's a, little, it's a little hard for me to get everything off the ground all the time. But we're going to, next week actually, we're going to have a, a, an interview with um, Monk's Mind. He's, um, uh, he's on Instagram. He's a, uh, he does, he works with breathwork. He's a, I guess mindfulness instructor also. Wait a minute. Monk? Like a monk? Tony Shalhoub? No, man. Oh. His name is Michael Acosto. Oh, I want... Monk's mind. And he'll be, he'll be on with us next week. And um, that we're going to try to do as a video. So um, stay tuned for that. That's He's actually awesome. a really cool guy. He lives out in Arizona. Uh, he used to work with the Diamondbacks as really? a trainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's like a strength trainer, yoga instructor. Really chill guy if you talk to him. <clears throat> if you guys check him out, Monk's mind on Instagram... Um, give him a look or on there. He has two handles or his other one is uh, Michael Acosto. Uh, you can look him up either or he's got some, you know, some nice content. 
the most soothing voice in the world. I can't wait. Yeah, he's got such a great voice, yeah, though. I can't wait. Um, anyway, so we'll be doing that. So it'll be all. Uh, Do you know what day? Some good stuff. No, we're going to discuss that right before okay. you leave. We've got to pick it down and let him know. So anyway, uh, we got to get out of here because i got some food upstairs that's probably waiting for me by now. Nice. Uh, so, oh, um, you, so, they're blowing up here. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So thank you, everybody, for listening in. Let's take a... Let's take a couple of minutes. We don't need a lot of time, but just a couple of minutes here to just anchor in a little bit of presence. So, so let's start by taking... Let's do our normal breathing pattern of two, uh, two second breath in, two second hold, two second exhale. If I keep talking us through this, same way as always, guys. If you are seated, check your posture. Uh, if you want to do a body scan, I um, I'm a big fan of that. If there's any uncomfortable feelings in your body or any pain. Uh, anywhere that you're feeling right now, notice it. Let's not label it. Bring your attention to it. And then move your attention to something else, another part of your body. It's about noticing, not labeling. It's about noticing, not labeling. Yes, you're there, but I'm not going to label you as this or that. If you feel any tension in your body, are you holding any tension in your shoulders? If so, release your shoulders. Let them just drop. If you're holding any tension in your forehead, which most people do, soften your brows. Same thing for your jaw. Unclench that jaw <clears throat> if you're holding tension in it. Just keep breathing. Any thoughts that might be rummaging through your mind right now? Notice them also. See that they're there. Become aware that they're there. Understand that they're there. But we don't need to label them. We don't need to attach to them. We could just breathe, continuously breathe and focus on that. Remember, that focus is the control that you have. Couple of more deep breaths. One more. And thank you. Thank you very much, guys. If you want to sit here for a couple more minutes, do it, or else we'll catch you next it's, time. It's always incredible sharing uh, what happens in our lives with you. Yep. Thank Sounds you. Good. All right, guys. Have a great week. I'll talk to you one. soon. Peace. Bye-bye. The insights and discussions that we speak about on our show are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.